You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Help! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. Boy, oh boy, have I missed that introduction. It's short and sweet, straight to the point. It's really only mentioning the one person we all care about, i.e. me. I think my vanity has gone through the roof these days. I'm I'm just, yes, thank you. That's what everyone's supposed to applaud. If you're listening at home, please just start putting your hands together for me. I'm your host today. But actually, it's not just me hosting today. We have a very special co-host. A guest celebrity co-host is in studio with us today. I'm going to go ahead and extend this out for as long as I possibly can to just milk it. You probably read in actually the the episode uh, information. What is it called? The description description of the episode of who the guest co-host is. She is beloved in the Bachelor franchise. She honestly, we haven't seen enough of her. And we're going to dive into a little bit about why we haven't seen more of her. But we have Heather M. from Colton Season co-hosting today. Everyone give a round of applause. Hi, guys. How's it going? Heather, give yourself a round of applause. Yes, right, there, there we you go. go. <laughs> You're too humble. Once you, If you want to co-host a podcast, you have to be more right, into yourself, okay, you know? Okay, perfect. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I, we were just <laughs> barely talking before this um, started airing. I don't really know much about you. Yes. And I think that's going to be good because I want to just dive into your let's, life. Let's dive in. Who you are. First and foremost, why the heck did we not see you on Bachelor in Paradise? I don't think Paradise is for me. I think Paradise is a little too much. I think Bachelor was already kind of like a lot for me. Let's start with Bachelor. Okay, Okay. so for our listeners out there, you're listening to this podcast. You're probably more likely than not are a fan of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, etc. And Heather was on Colton season. Mm -hmm. Your big storyline was that you had never been kissed before. Yes. Can I just ask you a question? What? And I'm sure you've been asked a million times. (laughs) Have you really actually never been kissed up until that point? Yeah, it was true. I had never been kissed. It was a, yeah. I don't know why I would make that up. I People, don't know why you would either. I like that's just like making myself look worse. A kiss, I don't on, know a why kiss on the cheek, that. a kiss on the forehead, a kiss I on mean, the hand. Probably, but like. But like a romantic one, yeah. not like from your parents. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not from my parents. How does yeah. that, how does, can I ask how does that happen? 
because you're like a you are beautiful and you Thank seem you. like you seem very normal and, and charismatic. <laughs> Thank you. Do you just like have, do you just have like really insanely high standards? Yeah, I mean that's what I was worried about going in. I was like super concerning. I'm like people are gonna think I'm something's like seriously wrong. Like yeah. I seem normal, but something's like what's wrong with this girl? Because it's like so not normal. But like I think yeah, I just think I'm super picky. I hadn't dated like super seriously, and that's something that kind of meant something to me. So I yeah. just was I didn't like want to get. I hate hurting people, and I like I just think it's like pointless unless like I'm really into someone. So, did you go to like a normal high school? Yeah, I went to public high school. Did you go to college? Even, yep, but I, I went to a private Christian school for college. Okay, so it was different. Um, but yeah, normal high school, like everything was pretty normal. I just like everyone I like encountered. If they ever found out, they're like, "What's wrong with you?" Like that's so weird. Like, yeah, but. Was there so there obviously was like a lot of pressure building up over time, and then you got to experience your first kiss on television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, which is the, probably the first time that's ever happened in the history of television. I know, I know, I was so terrified. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, and I didn't really even like tell any of the girls. Like a few people knew, but I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want people to have to like talk about it, and I didn't want it to be like a conversation like people had to like right. talk negatively or say Cause, anything because it seems like every season there's like a virgin and that's like a big central storyline mm-hmm. colton was the virgin on his season obviously before that we had like ashley i mm-hmm. becca tilly i believe as well mm-hmm. and then you just took that and you just one up them just all one to, up to, to the highest <laughs> which is which is awesome <laughs> yeah it, i was like oh my gosh they could do anything with this and they did i mean were you did, were but... you really um like anxious about how they might edit the show after you got done filming? Um, I think before I was more nervous. I mean, after they did more than I was expecting they were going to do, like I didn't know what they could do because like all our conversations were normal. Like everything seemed totally normal and like it was great and nothing was like weird. And they did as much as they could to make it weird. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, they really did. But like I wasn't too terrified. And they made the first kiss a huge spectacle. Yeah, which I knew they were going to do. I knew that if that was going to happen, like when I was going in, like I was like aware of what was going to happen. So I was like, okay, is this fine with me? Because like this is going to be the main thing. So do you you drink? Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so on the show, did you drink at all? I did not like excessively. Right. Just like a couple glasses of wine every once in a while. Yeah. I like I like had champagne wine, but I wasn't like I wasn't trying to get drunk you were partying no i was not partying a little bit of a difference between you you and me on the seasons because i was drinking to get drunk (laughs) yeah no 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 okay so obviously the podcast is called help i suck at dating Mm -hmm. i don't do you suck at dating i mean apparently (laughs) i don't i would say yeah no 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 because here's the here's the difference why i don't think you probably suck at dating is because you haven't you hadn't been kissed going into the bachelor season not because you didn't have the ability to be kissed, but just because you didn't want to kiss anyone. Right? Yeah. So I don't think that means you suck at dating. I think that just means you've got great standards. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I feel like I just like don't, I feel like I suck at dating because I just don't really, I don't date a ton. I don't like dating. Okay. Dating is not fun for me. And you live in Orange County? San Diego. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that new? Because I felt like you always lived in like Long Beach area or I something. I live in Carlsbad, so it's North County, San Diego. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, so tell me how you got on The Bachelor in the first place. So my sister sent in, like, a, a joke audition tape. Mm. It was, like, a complete joke. Like, she, it was, like, filming me when I didn't know I was being filmed. Do you have a twin sister? No, but she looks like me. Okay. I have an older sister and a younger sister. We're all two years apart. Um, my older sister, who doesn't look as much like me, she sent in a video as, like, a complete joke, like a compilation of, like, weird videos of me mm-hmm. and then, like, a fake interview that I was just completely joking. But then she sent it in. And then um, 
I got a call and met with them, but that was like months before. And then like two weeks before filming started, they got, a, I got another call and they're like, Hey, based on who it is, like we want you to be on the bachelor. Nice. So I like, yeah. And it you, was really and you were, were you excited to have Colton as a bachelor? Yeah. I think that's the reason I was, I don't think I would have been on the show if it wasn't for Colton. I think that that's the reason I was there. So, I mean, I, he seemed super cool and someone I'd be interested in. So I was really excited. Yeah. And then, so my season, my, my issue with watching bachelor and bachelorette I'm super into it for the first like four to five to six weeks, mm-hmm. and then as it like gets like whittled down, I like lose interest because really it, I don't know why. I think maybe I feel like just... it's vice versa for me. Really? Like, don't you feel like you get more invested after? I just I like to see like the fun moments, you right? Like the drama type, more, yeah. more than like the actual. And as it gets closer, like hometowns and stuff like that, like it gets more serious, mm-hmm. and I just like as a viewer kind of get less interested because I just like to like the cheap laughs sort okay. of thing. You know what I mean? So you watch it for a different reason than like a lot of people watch it. Yeah. I feel like it's like 50-50. Like some people watch it for yeah. the drama and the laughs and like that. And then a lot, the other half like don't want any of that. They just want the, the love stories. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So what was your experience like then? Did you enjoy it? Because it can go either way. It seems like from a viewer's perspective that you like you did well for yourself. Like you didn't really come across as like weird or cringy or you didn't make like a fool of yourself. <laughs> a little bit cringy. Well, everyone does. <laughs> like, ins- but you didn't like make a fool of yourself, which yeah. is like hard to do weirdly you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. you kind of like left at just the right time where i don't know you didn't have to go to the hometowns and put yourself out there that sort of way but you still like had a good i don't know what was it like yeah i had so much fun i kind of went into it with like the perspective of like it was so quick so i was like okay i have no idea what i'm doing i'm just gonna like take each day each week and like have fun with it and just see where it goes so literally every week i was like see you guys like i did not think i was gonna like be there every single week which i don't know if that's good or bad but i was just like Trying to, like, have the time of my life and, yeah. like, enjoy every single day and, like, be in that day rather than, like, stress about the future and what was going to happen. Right. So I had the best time. I had so much fun. There's got to – okay. And, yes, you as you alluded to, maybe Paradise wasn't the spot for you to go and find love. So what has dating like been like for you after Colton season? Are you well, dating? I honestly haven't dated that much. Mm-mm. So it's, like, basically just resume back to status quo. It's back quo. to normal, I know, yeah. which is bad, which is why I suck at dating. Why, I mean, why don't you like to date? I just, I mean, I, I would like to date someone I was interested in. Like okay. I really liked, I just don't like to date. Like, I feel like for me, I know, like when I meet someone, I know maybe I don't, but I feel like I know immediately, like this is not going to mm-hmm. be a thing. And like, I don't want to just date cause like they're attractive or they're fun. Like I just, I want to date with like the intention of something serious or marriage or whatever. I don't want to just date for fun. Cause it's just like, I'd rather spend time with someone that's going to be in my life forever. Like my friends or, or someone, sisters or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like people that I know are going to be in my life forever. And if I know that this person's not like, it seems like almost like a waste to so, me. So what type of person would you be interested in dating then? Like, what is your type? Like, like personality wise? Well, yeah. Okay. Look, let's, I've got some friends that are single. I'm curious <laughs> if I can maybe set you up with any of them. <laughs> I like someone who's really like um, fun and goofy and doesn't take themselves too seriously, but is super kind and um, like thinks about others. Like someone who's like a servant's heart. Like they think about others before themselves and just someone who's just fun and lighthearted. Okay. All right. I'm racking my brain to see if there's any <laughs> of my friends that are like that. <laughs> Tori's shaking her head no, and she's probably right. Most of my friends are takers, not givers. Um <laughs> 
I'm trying to think. I might have a couple guys. Okay, so <laughs> no. you didn't go to Paradise. Caitlin. We missed you on Paradise, which I I was just talking to Kaylin about this the other day. I was like, why the heck wasn't Heather at Paradise? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. And you're just saying it just wasn't your environment. You just didn't want to go. I just don't think I would thrive in that environment. Like, I just think that it was just, like, too much going on. And there's just, like, first of all, like, going in, like, I don't think that there was no one there that was like, I, this is who I want to go for. Yeah. And, like, what I was saying before, like, there's... <laughs> I mean, I was there, but that's okay. We'll know, get to that I, later. Yeah, we know you're going to be taken already. Come on. You're too much of a hot commodity. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Knew, we knew. For sure. For There's sure. no chance for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm too much of a taker anyway, so it would, would, would never would have worked out. But. <laughs> but, like, there's just, I think, like, Paradise, there's just so much going on, and, like, it would just, it would give me too much anxiety. It's hard to go from experiencing, I, I would imagine, at least, it's hard to go from your first kiss with Colton on The Bachelor to then being thrust onto the beach and, like, entertaining multiple relationships with different people yeah. if like obviously you got there I don't know. yeah that's just not my thing yeah that's just not my thing i get that yeah i think and honestly like like i said you had a good experience on the bachelor and going on paradise potentially could have ruined your experience within the franchise maybe totally I don't, I don't know. absolutely yeah. yeah i could have been just torn to shreds and yeah. just been crying every day and it would have been terrible okay so you have your sisters one mm-hmm. older one younger the mm-hmm. forgotten child in the middle mm-hmm. How, forgotten child yeah. what is that like the middle child syndrome people say that like middle child syndrome i don't even know but um I'm like best friends with both my older sisters. Mm-hmm. And so they're so different. Like my older sister is like very responsible, the kindest human in the entire world. And my little sister is like wild, like energetic, crazy. And I feel like I'm like a little bit in between. Mm-hmm. We're all really, really close. Do you guys all live together? And no, my my younger sister, sister is um, a senior in college. And okay. then um, me and my older sister do live together. Nice. So, yeah. What do you do for work? So I was a project manager for an engineering company uh-huh. um, until recently. And then <laughs> now, what? now I'm figuring out next steps. Nice. Yeah. That wasn't like my um, dream job. And there right. was like just too much going on with everything that they kind of were like, Heather, you kind of have to, you kind of have to choose like one or the other. Like, right. Well, can't. so what is your dream then? What do you plan on? Or at least. I don't know. Entertaining. Me and my sisters have always wanted to do something together. And my dad has always been like an entrepreneur and has had multiple businesses. Mm. And so we kind of talked about doing something together but what that is i don't know yeah i don't know yet well it's funny because when i went on the bachelorette the first time i used to be in, in tech recruiting which similar to your okay. project management experience mm-hmm. i didn't love it like mm-hmm. i was good enough at it to continue to have a totally career yeah, in yeah. It. but i went on the show and i was like all right i'm gonna take some time off figure out what i want to do after a year or so maybe i'll have it figured out and then dive right into that did you career. stop this did you stop before you went on the show or after the, my my career Working, yeah um i left my job in march of 2017 and i have not been back Okay. Yeah. So okay. I basically just left the left my job to figure it out. Didn't figure it out, and now I'm just kind of in this weird purgatory phase where yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I want to do. And like it, you as well, like you have this platform where you can like try to find a way to utilize it mm-hmm. and like build something with it. But it's like, what exactly is it going to be? Totally. You know what I mean? That's exactly where I am. Um, and it's kind of a tricky spot to be in. And actually, my first for the longest time, I was like super critical of myself. Like, why have I not figured out what I want to do? Mm-hmm. I'm like wasting time. I'm wasting this this ability and this platform. Totally. Exactly how I feel. But it's just like, I don't know. It's a lot of pressure that you put on yourself. So so you think that the entrepreneurial spirit could run in your family and you want to maybe start a business. Yes. That's like point. been the dream forever. Like we've always said that's we, what we want to do. I don't know what that would entail. I just love business. I love, I studied business marketing in school. And so yeah. something I've always wanted to do. And it's cool now to have the time to kind of like, Step away and figure it out. Yeah, step away and figure it out and not have to work a nine to five and, you know, be able to figure it out. But I haven't yet. I still don't know. So we'll see. You got a lot to figure out. How old are you? 24. 24. Oh, you're a baby, basically. I'm a baby. 
I know. You got to figure out what you're going to do with your career. You got to figure out who you're going to date. You got to figure out. (laughs) It's the worst. Do you like living in San Diego? I do. I love San Diego. Yeah. San Diego is like my favorite. Do you like like the, do you, okay, we're going to keep, we're going to keep this like dating centric, right? Because obviously dating podcast, Mm -hmm. you're the celebrity co-host today. So obviously we just want to get to know you as a listener and me as a fellow co-host with you. So would your type be like the surfer, like San Diego laid back kind of person or? I always said I liked the surfer, but now I'm realizing maybe not so much. Why? I feel like, I feel like I, I like the vibe and I like the look and I like all that, but I feel like I've noticed they're not typically, typically they're not as like driven Driven. and like, you know, yeah, they're just like go to the beach in the morning, do whatever they do. And I like that, but like. And I love that personality, but like for like life, I feel like I'm super driven and like want to do. You, you want know? you want someone that's gonna be a little bit more motivated. Yeah, and motivate me too because I can get in that way where I can be like not as driven, but yeah. I feel like naturally I am. So it's like I need someone else to help me with that yeah. too. Well, you look at uh, have you ever met Dylan Barber? Mm-hmm. He's from he lives in San Diego. Yeah, he's from San Diego. And he's like super motivated. His visor he is. app. He is. Yeah, and he's a surfer. Yeah. yeah. Him and Hannah are perfect. Who were some of your really good friends from the season of Bachelor? Um, I was really close with both the Hannahs, mm. um, Demi, Tasha, um, Katie. Well, you could have just used the Paradise as an excuse to hang out with all of them. I know, but I feel like it wouldn't have Did you enjoy Paradise? I want you in Paradise did next you enjoy, season. Did you enjoy Paradise both times? Like, were they? Would uh, you recommend it for me? Like, if from knowing me for these ten minutes, do you think it would be good? No, you should probably stay away. To be honest. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I think that you can go if you go to paradise with the mindset of like you want to have fun. The ability to meet someone obviously is great. But like I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves. Like they go and they're like, okay, I'm going to leave in a relationship even if the person isn't perfectly right for me. Totally. Yeah. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, I've heard about that. Right. And that's why you see a lot of like breakups post bachelor in paradise. Right. Yeah. So I think if you were to ever do it next Mm -hmm. year, perhaps, um, depending on how this bachelorette season goes and if there's any guys that you like that would go and and whatever um just don't sacrifice your your standards for the potential for a relationship you know what i mean because a lot Mm -hmm. of people are like like even that's actually the reason why i left kaylin on the beach the first time was because i was like our our lives would never really mesh well together Uh um obviously i was wrong about that because things are going well Mm -hmm. (laughs) but a lot of people were like okay i'm gonna like put all of these uh, requirements aside because I want to try this relationship out and that's why they end up not working out. So don't sacrifice your your standards for that. And also just like have fun with it. Mm-hmm. My first, my two experiences are just so different because the first time I was like in this weird like self-discovery phase where I was like drinking a lot and mm-hmm. I just wanted to have fun and then I liked two girls and I didn't know what to do. And then the second time I was like, I am who I am. I'm going to stay sober the whole time and just like make conscious decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, I always encourage people to do it. I always think it's, it was a great experience, good and bad. Mm-hmm. obviously a lot more good came this time than last time but um i don't know i would encourage you to do it if you're single and around june of 2020 they call <laughs> you to come on the show i don't see why not okay there's nothing really holding you back you know what i mean like i just feel like it, people have left and just have been so traumatized yeah like i've i've just seen that what do you mean like traumatized by like production or just everything just like the experience as a whole yeah did you have a different mindset going in the first time than going in the second time? I'm just like such a veteran at this point where I just, I don't know. Well, cause like obviously Kaylin was on the season with you. So she's basically fresher into the bachelor world. And this is, I've been in it for like two and a half years. And so mm-hmm. I was kind of able to like help uh, her form a perspective on 
how like meaningless a lot of this stuff is. Totally. But we always do. We kind of get like this weird syndrome where we're like, oh, this is like the most important thing to possibly happen. And like totally. people are going to like have this weird opinion of me. But I don't know. It just says it's a lot of it's just so like meaningless. And uh, we put a lot of emphasis on stuff that isn't really very important anyways. I totally agree. And so yeah. So I don't know. I think like for me, I was, it's just like if I didn't see someone there, I was like I felt like it almost was me like purposeless to go right if i'm like what am i do like what is my motivation behind me going right. like if i'm if i really don't you get more instagram followers <laughs> there you go take a couple of, take a couple more months off of trying to find that dream job <laughs> of yours true. you know yeah it's true i don't know like yeah, honestly it's whatever it's true make you make a little bit of money while you're at it too yeah, it's true. um <laughs> well, let's see i want to ask you some more questions about your potential partner okay because i think he's out there and I think we can find him. So. And I think we can use this podcast <laughs> as a platform to figure that out. There you go. I I'm, haven't tried that one yet. I'm so just going to go ahead and say this. There have been throughout the life, lifetimes, um, well, throughout the lifespan of this podcast, I've, co- I've hosted, Jared has hosted, and Vanessa. We've all hosted it at obviously one time or another. Mm-hmm. Vanessa's no longer with us. Rest in peace. But <laughs> she is no longer with us because she doesn't suck at dating anymore. She's in a loving relationship with her boyfriend. Jared is married to the love of his life. I'm dating someone. I'm just saying this podcast breeds success stories. That's actually crazy. Yeah. That's actually really crazy. And so now is your turn All to right. come in here. Okay. And we're going to find someone. I think I need to learn a few things first. We're going to then... find a laid back surfer dude that lives in SoCal but is still super motivated. Basically <laughs> Dylan Barber's clone. So Dylan, if you're out there listening to this and you have any friends maybe in the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> In the founder sphere, I don't know exactly, but we'll find someone. Okay. Um, Heather, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? I don't know. I haven't really thought about it. I need to figure it out. What's you, today? Today's, today's the 29th. 29th. It's coming up. 29th day of uh, Croctober, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want to dive into Croctober later. All right. Okay. We're going to devote a whole segment to Croctober. Okay. What are you going to be following? Do you know? Um, well, I dressed up already as Oh, as my gosh. Kayla. That was so good. So I saw good. that. That was Thanks. amazing. Yeah, that was a fun That one. was really amazing. My nails are still painted. That was so good. My, and the, the color of the dress mm, was, per- it was everything. It was perfect. Found that on Amazon for 10 bucks. That was amazing. 10 bucks. Yeah. My steel. My legs are uh, <laughs> getting very prickly. I shaved my legs. You sh- for the dress. Did you really? Yes. Did you keep your arms normal? I kept my arms normal, okay. yeah. Painted. You could did you could you not fit into Kaylin's normal dress for the one she wore? No, I I went on the internet and ordered an extra, <laughs> extra large off of Amazon. I legit when wow, I saw the picture all out. I could not I'm figure sorry. out who I was more attracted to. Like, like, <laughs> I did feel beautiful. And well, honestly a lot of my friends were like hitting on me all night. It was kinda weird. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Anyways. Um that was our Halloween costume. But wait, so you don't know what you're gonna be? I don't know what I'm gonna be yet, no. Have you do you party a lot? No. And okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's good. I mean, I mean, not like, yeah, no. <laughs> well, you know, like a lot of girls that are like early 20s living in Southern California, they like go to the clubs yeah. every weekend. No, I think it's good. That's not, that's not me. I think it's like unattractive if people party a lot. You know yeah, what I mean? That's just, that's just not what I enjoy. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I've gone through my whole phase. It's over. When I was in it, maybe, yeah, but no. I think it's good that Long you don't party. Done. Yeah. Do you, um, so you don't like take Halloween too seriously? Have you and your sisters ever done like a tr- like a sister costume, uh, like the Three Musketeers? We were grapes one year, so we like all did like these giant grapes costumes. I think when we were younger, we used to like dress like our, my mom used to like dress us up in the same costume, yeah, or themes or whatever. But yeah, so you really have no Halloween plans? 
I do have. We're, I'm going somewhere. I just need to figure out a costume. Okay. We've talked about it. I don't. I have no idea. You know, we're yet. two days away I from know, Halloween. I know. I'm really bad. I'm like the the day before. Usually, my older sister is like the responsible one. She. We always use, we always are together typically, and so she like plans it. So I'm kind of relying on her. She like makes stuff and like figures it all out. So. Okay. Well, hopefully it works for you. It'll work. Something always comes together, right? I mean, I'm always that way as well. But there's always something to be said about you know like kind of. Just doing something crazy. Dress up like a. What could we do, Ethan? What should what should Heather be for Halloween this year? Heather, you should be. Um, let's see. I'm looking at you right now. I'm staring deep into your <laughs> eyes, into your soul. Uh, I could see you as the Statue of Liberty. Oh, good one. A okay. symbol of freedom and, and hope for everybody. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, you know, a, a, a beacon. Um, I could so also nice. see you as. Let's see. Uh, have you ever done like a like a blonde bombshell movie star, like Marilyn Monroe type? Have you ever done that? I haven't. No. That'd be okay. a fun thing to do. You okay, could do the dress with the blowing up and everything. There um, you go. Cut my hair, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah you want to? Well, never mind. What? You should dress up as the dog that uh, helped uh, find Baghdadi. <laughs> That'd be pretty good, you know. <laughs> no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> to be honest. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just laughing. Okay. Tori gets it. Yeah, Tori was very into it. Baghdadi is the leader of ISIS. He got he was killed a couple days ago. Uh, I didn't there know was there was a, a dog involved. Though. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, he like Trump even tweeted about, tweeted about a picture dog. of the dog. Yeah. Okay, that's that perfect. So topical. I should too. totally very topical. <laughs> I don't know. It's a do- it's a hero dog. Who doesn't want to dress up as a hero dog? Ugh. Um. Okay. Well. So no Halloween costume yet. Are you doing something for Halloween this year? I'm uh, going. Besides I, that, I go to Mexico tomorrow, mm. so I'm going to be celebrating Dia de los Muertos. Nice. In Monterrey. Just but, you or are you going with Kaylin? Oh no, Kaylin's not coming with me on this trip. I'm actually mm. going to Mexico. There's a, a national park down there called Potrero Chico, which is like just outside of Hidalgo, mm-hmm. and it's just like a really good rock climbing area. So we're going to go down there for about two weeks with me and some friends. Oh, that's fun. Um, so Dia de los Muertos should be fun. I think that we're going to like paint our faces and hopefully try and get into like, the, the spirit of it. Yeah, I think That'll so. Be fun. Although we've been doing, well, not we, but I've been doing a lot of uh, reading up on Hidalgo and Monterey, Mexico recently, and. Uh, it's pretty sketchy down there. Like, I just really? got sent an article about 18 people that were found dismembered sitting at the bottom of a well. Wow. Literally in Hidalgo, which is the town that we're staying in oh to, to go rock climb in Petrero Chico. It was in 2012, I think, but still, like, you know, that's kind of... 18 kinda, people? 18 people. They were, like, all members of a band. Just before that, I read an article about how uh, the police force was uh, arrested and thrown in jail or oh uh, fired because of just, like, um, what's it called? Like... Just bad, like foul play. Like, uh, wow! Like the police force was helping, like smuggle drugs and stuff like that. W- oh just rampant corruption. Uh, what's yeah. the, what's the most dangerous place you visited now in terms of just personal safety? Well, it probably will be Hidalgo. Hidalgo. Not the Hidalgo we know from the Viggo Mortensen movie about the horse, right? No, that's a great movie though. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the movie about the dog? It was. A, <laughs> I know you love dogs. No, it's about a horse. No, what's the dog? What's the one with the wolf dog in the in the cold? Balto? Balto. Yeah. (laughs) Can we cut that part out? I'm really embarrassed. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Also, Egypt, maybe, might have been one of the more dangerous places. That's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you, uh, do you fancy yourself a world traveler? Not crazy. I've been to Europe. um, Which part of Europe? Asia. I went to Italy. Nice. Mm -hmm. Where in Italy? We went all across Italy. So we went to like Rome, Florence, Venice. What did you think of Venice? I loved Venice. Did you go to the Dolomites? I don't remember. Oh, what do you like so it was much? A while ago. What do you like so much about Venice? It was just. I think Venice is like one of those places. Honestly, it was different than I was expecting. Like I was thinking it was going to be like 
something different, but it was just like a place I've always wanted to go. So it was kind of magical. Did you eat like a bunch of pizza and pasta and stuff? Yeah, the entire time. Nice. It was the best. We got to figure. So out, good. We got to nail down what you're going to be doing because I think you for got Halloween. Just for everything for, for Halloween. Life? For dating. For dating. For, what was different? For work. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. What was different about Kaylin? Because I know you've had struggles dating yeah. before. So what was different about Kaylin and your relationship and everything with her that that changed you? She's asking some good questions over here. I like that. I need advice. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it about Kaylin? Yeah. Uh, Kaylin's got some snark to her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she can. Uh, she can be a real sometimes and damn it 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 turns me on more than more than anything (laughs) um because i've tried i don't know i don't know she's just like fun to hang out with you know what i mean did you typically like like the sweet girl and then kaylin was the sweet girl but then she was also like she has a little sass too um it's this is weird for the listener that can't see into the studio right now kaylin is actually sitting directly across from me (laughs) and so it's kind of hard for me to talk about her uh you know, with her sitting right there because close your eyes and just do it. Yeah, she would listen to it anyways. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's like with her sitting there, it makes me want to be more critical of her. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like if she wasn't here, I'd be saying super nice things about her. Um, what? No, you can stay. Um, <laughs> yes, to your point, I've, I've a lot of the people that I've dated have been like, uh, I, I don't know how to say this, but like they've been not that Kaylin's not sensitive but they've been a little bit more sensitive to like my my jokes and just my humor and just me as a person and what's great about Kaylin is she can uh for the most part handle my sarcasm and my snideness and all this stuff and sometimes she obviously like I take it a little too far sometimes I just kind of push the boundaries consistently to see how far I can go um but she's able to also just like throw it back at me too which is really great which I really appreciate so I saw a little bit of that when I was down in paradise the first time but I was like so stuck in my ways of not wanting to leave in a relationship. Actually, funny enough to what you said earlier is I kind of felt guilty for being down there wasting people's time because I was like, I'm not going to date any of these people. Yeah, yeah. Especially like I've been in the bachelor realm for so long. I've dated enough people to know that like none of these are my people. You know what I mean? Like Totally, yeah. For whatever reason. And so I felt like I was wasting my time. I felt like I was wasting her time. You was like doing it for time. fun. Yeah, kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had fun and then I left and then I was like, oh, crap, I think I made the wrong decision. So I came back. Um, and obviously it's, it's been working out pretty well so far, but yeah, there's like, uh, there's, I don't know there. I, I, <laughs> she's like hiding. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I can be myself around her, which is a, a nice change. Super important. Yes. You felt like you were like, she like gets your sarcasm and gets your jokes. And she's working on getting you. it. Yeah. She's working but also, on it. But also I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot about myself in the past two years. So like not to take away from any of my past relationships, but it was hard for me to really like, I guess, uh, feel comfortable in a relationship because I was still learning so much about myself. So I think that, that might be sense. kind of where you might be too, is because you're still like in this weird, like incredibly transformative stage of your life, mm-hmm. where you at 26 is going to be completely different than you at 24. So it's almost like maybe. dating someone now might be like kind of challenging. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know either. I don't know. I feel like I know what I want, but maybe I don't. Well, I'm not saying that you don't know what you want, but I'm just saying that you are going to change so much. And for know, better, for hard. the better. I never feel like I I change, but maybe I do. I feel like I've been the same since I was like ten. Would you ever date? A, would you ever date a guy that was a fan of The Bachelor? Um, I feel like it's hard to say that you wouldn't, hmm. because like I mean, like what if you met a guy out of the bar or like I don't know at a, at a Sunday fish market? I don't know a farmers mar- far- <laughs> farmers fish market. farmers market or <laughs> something like that. And he goes, "Oh my god, I loved you on Colton season of The Bachelor." And he like spit off all these like facts about you. He's like, I know you've never been kissed. I know 
this about you and this about you and this yeah. about you. Does that like turn you off or does that? Yeah, it does. I, I don't know why that. Yeah, that's happened a couple a couple times. Just yeah. like people like you know like oh blah blah blah. I feel like for me, which is probably bad, but I the only times I like I really feel like I've liked someone is mm. when I've like seen them. I've liked them, then I've gone after them. And like it's like almost like a prize to be won. That sounds terrible. But it's like no. it's like it's like I'm trying to get something and I think it's like, wow, I feel like they're so much better than me in a mm-hmm. sense. Like I, they're like it's like wow. Unattainable I, almost. Unattainable, exactly. Yeah. And then I've like, oh my gosh, okay. Have to get them to like me. Rather than if someone likes me first, I'm like almost like guard up. So we need to find you a guy that's just so far out of your league. Yeah, that's how, I don't yeah. think we're gonna find that. Uh, we could. I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think I don't think could. there is such a thing as out of your league, I guess is the point that I'm trying to get to. You what know do you what mean? mean? I'm just saying you're in a league of your own. It's gonna be hard to find a guy that surpasses that. I don't know. I think I think for sure. Hmm. Or at least it's someone I, I think is like What about age wise? Is there any like age stipulations? Do they have to be around the same age as you? Can they be significantly no. older than you? I mean, I don't know about significantly. <laughs> I don't know what you mean by significantly, but yeah, I've got like a fifty-six year old guy who's just yeah, maybe looking. not, maybe like fifty-four. Is yeah, like okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. But, but no, you're just like as long as there's no, like chemistry yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I don't probably not too much younger have or you, significantly older. But have you had a boyfriend post high school? I dated one guy after college. After college, so yeah. relatively recently, like twenty-two ish. Yeah. Okay, how did that go? He he was great. And he was so sweet and so kind and like everything I said I wanted on paper, but he just wasn't, it just wasn't there. So did you break up with him? Yeah. Break- and like I tried for a long time. Like all my friends, he was in my friend group and all mm-hmm. my friends like loved him and he was amazing and so social and like everything I said I wanted, but like just that, you know, there's just that connection that it was just like something that I kept trying. I was like, it's going to come because like I hadn't had too much experience with that before. Mm-hmm. I always like pushed it off. So I was like, I'm going to try and like. Because I feel like maybe that's just how I am, you know? Mm. And I just let it go for too long before I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't, it's not there. Did you break his heart? I don't think so. I think he knew. I think it was kind of a long time coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long did you guys date for? Like six months? Like eight months. Eight months? But it was like after six months. It was It was known. Like, it was, it was like, okay, what do we do? This is where, okay, and I'm sorry to bring it back to this. How do you date someone for eight months and not kiss them? I know, I know, I know. He knew. He, he knew. Like, I was very open. It was almost like... I was like, okay, like we can go on dates and like we'll go there, but like I'm like, was he dating I was other a people? Step back, no. Okay. He was intentionally pursuing me. It was yeah. just like, it was almost like an intentional, like an intentional friendship yeah. where I mean, obviously because we weren't like you know like that, but he was pursuing me. He was taking me out on dates. He wasn't dating anyone else. Maybe he was doing what you want, where he was like, okay, Heather is the prize that I want to win. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he was like, he's like, he was honest, and he's like, I'll wait for however long you want, like. And I was like, it wasn't like I didn't, I didn't want to kiss him and like go there because I knew that it was, he wasn't mm-hmm. the guy for me. So like, I didn't want to like get him more invested and like, I just didn't want to hurt him. And I feel like that was just like giving him, I didn't want to give him the affirmation that I was interested, which right. is bad no. that I was continuing. But like, I just like, was like, that's just telling you, him like, I, I like him. I think it's appropriate for you to take your time and try to figure it all out. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Okay, cool. Well. That was a long segment. I'm so sorry for being, that was like 30 minutes long. We are going to have uh, Bridget Mark, I'm going to say this so wrong, Bridget Marquart, Marquart, come in next. She's going to be our next guest. You've seen her um, probably all over your TV screen, but she is doing something pretty interesting pretty soon. But before we have her on, we are going to take one quick break. 
Hiring can be a challenge, as Codable co-founder Gretchen Huebner has discovered. Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company, but she knew it wouldn't be easy to find someone to help her team grow. That's why she went to ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates at lightning speeds. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. Let me remind you, Gretchen is the co-founder of Codable, and she endorses this product so much. And so do I. She also used ZipRecruiter screening questions to filter her candidates so she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. You know, Dean, you know what you need? Tell me, Mark. An intern. I do need an intern. Kind of like Kramer had an intern on Seinfeld. You could have an intern in the van. I'm about to throw up an intern <laughs> job request on ZipRecruiter.com. You'll get the most qualified candidates in the fastest time. The thing about that is I think everyone in the world is overqualified for that role. <laughs> so I don't know how that would actually work. With results like that, it's no wonder that four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That's crazy to think that within one day, within 24 hours from now, I could have my intern already yeah. picked out. Already rotating your tires. On ZipRecruiter. <laughs> See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash date. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-T-E. So not only am I going to get one within the first 24 hours, it's also going to be free. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash date. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash date. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. 
the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, we are back, still joined in studio by Heather, and we have a new guest, Bridget. I'm going to say it wrong again, Bridget Marquart. 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 Yeah. How are you? Welcome I'm to the good. studio. I'm good. Thank you. Applause for Bridget. Woo! Thanks for having me. Bridget, I'm going to lead by saying I was a big fan of uh, the E! show, The House but girls next door. The girls next door. Yes, <laughs> such a big fan no, that you no, forgot no, the no, name. No, 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 no. I've, I, <laughs> yes, I should have remembered the name. But I swear, I was the biggest fan of it when I was 14 years old. I was obsessed with that show. Awesome. So it's very, it's an honor to have you in studio. Thanks. But you've kind of moved away from that, of course, and now you're doing some more spooky things for Halloween. Yeah, well, I have a, a podcast that's called Ghost Magnet, mm-hmm. and um, on iHeartRadio mm-hmm. too. You can find it there. Nice. And um, it's just spooky ghost stories because I've loved the paranormal and spooky stuff. I mean, I, I tell people I think I was born spooky because I've loved scary movies way before I should have been watching them, and my parents were fine with it. Um, and then when I was twelve, I used my babysitting money to go buy a Ouija board, and I made my cousin come and play with me. Oh and I was accusing her of moving it. She was accusing me of moving it, and then we got bored. But then some weird stuff started happening after that, and then I've just been obsessed with the paranormal ever since. And back then, there wasn't any way to have um, equipment or anything like that, like it is now. Mm-hmm. But now you can actually buy equipment, and and so I have my own little ghost hunting kit. And let me ask you: Do you think the introduction of equipment has made ghost hunting better or worse? Because, you know, like there's kind of like the mystery of like the manual way of doing things back in the back, like, you know, 10, 20 years ago. But now you have like all these electronics that are like sensing things. Yeah, I think it's better. Out. You think it's better? Yeah, because before um, the, the the electronics were huge and clunky mm. and big and, it, and it, they had an enormous setup that they had to do. And now like you can just walk in with like a little suitcase like I have and pop it open and like start passing out the gear and please, you'll go sensing. Please, please tell me you brought the suitcase with you. I did not. Oh. Dang it. They should have told me. <laughs> I, so you're performing a seance this Halloween. Well, I'm actually doing it tomorrow night. Okay. So the October 30th. Halloween. Okay, gotcha. Because that is all Howl's Eve. And according to Patty Negri, and mm-hmm. she is um, the psychic medium that's going to be uh, doing the, the seance for us. And she's the Hollywood witch. And Patty's, witch. Patty's from Ghost Adventures, right? She does do Ghost Adventures okay. too, yeah. Um, she says that the veil between the two worlds is the thinnest on that day. So we should have really good luck. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to Holly's house to perform the seance. Mm-hmm. And Holly was your co-star on Girls Next Door. Yes. So why and house bunny and house bunny? <laughs> so, yeah, I'm an idiot. So what exactly is it about Holly's house that makes you believe that it's haunted? Okay, so her house is for one, it's really old. It was built in 1926, okay. and but we don't know any of the history with it, so we don't we don't know anything about it. And um, she's been experiencing some weird things, like things crashing down. It sounds like something broke, and she'd go try and investigate, and there's nothing. Hmm. Um, one day, and. She, and she tries to set her alarm, and it says that there's motion censored in the house, mm. but nobody's home, and things like that. So, like, she'll have to override the dining room, say, or something like that, because it's a motion in there. That's weird. Yeah, it's creepy. So she's like, I think you need to come bring your little kid and investigate. So I went over there, and I was investigating. And, well, actually, let me back up a minute. I texted her and said, I'm on my way. And she's like, okay. And then she... A few minutes later, got a knock at our door, thought it was me, ran, opened up the door, and there was nobody there. Hmm. Was I mean, that night? It, yeah. 
Yeah, gosh. and nobody was around as far as you could see. Oh my gosh. And there was like no there's nowhere for anyone to hire and like yeah. there, there was nobody there. And she was like, That's so weird. I totally thought you were already here. Did you like not you know I mean no, I didn't come and knock earlier. So then I when I got there, I just the door was already open, so I just opened up the door and was like, knock, knock, I'm here. And she, and she, then she told me what happened. And I didn't lock the door behind me. I just shut it. And then we're investigating. All of a sudden, we hear this clunk. And it was the deadbolt locked itself. <gasps> what? And so oh, when I gosh. went to go open the door, it was totally locked. And the, the meters were getting a few things. Nothing spectacular, but mm. they were getting some stuff. And then um, I was just like, we need to figure out what the history is on this place and what's going on. Then the next morning, she wakes up and the ceiling in her office like caved in. What? So did we? Like it just fell. Like the plaster fell. Oh my gosh. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> so did what? we did we mess with something? So do you think that this oh uh, potential gosh. interaction with the spirit world is a specific ghost, or is it just potential? Like, do you think it's the ghost of the house when it was built in 1920? We want to find out. That's what we want. To, we we're hoping to find out. Like, who's okay. there? Why are they there? What happened there? Run over the 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 logistics of a séance for me. How does it work exactly? So we uh, sit at a table. And as close together as possible, um, the more energy in the room, the better. Mm-hmm. You eat something sweet beforehand because they, when the spirits come to you, they suck the energy out of you. They even um, out of your batteries and all your equipment and everything. You always have to have extra batteries with you because it just drains all the energy it can find because it needs that to come through. So um, we dim all the lights. We have lots of candles. Um, Patty has special protection oils that she's had blessed and that kind of thing that she passes around for anybody who wants to use it. Um, and then she does this whole chant. Her style is very Victorian. So she does this whole chant and about lifting the veil and inviting the spirits to come and um, upon ringing the bell. And then she rings the bell and we're on the other side, wow. she says. And then you just start asking questions and she'll tell you if she sees things coming to her. Or not. What is your most bizarre experience with the paranormal that you've had? Um, the craziest experience I've had, it was in Louisiana at a place called the Myrtles Plantation. It's supposed to be the most haunted house in the United States. And I was dying to stay there for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And finally went there like a couple years ago for my birthday. And... Um, at first, I wasn't getting anything. I was doing a whole ghost hunt, and it has crazy history at this home. I mean, you can imagine a plantation home in Louisiana has a lot of history, but yeah. from Civil War to um, there's a ghost named Chloe who was um, a servant that mm-hmm. they cut her ear off, and she was hung, and like like really terrible things. Little kids were um, killed there too. They um, were poisoned and died. So mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of really bad history at that house. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh, a guy died on the 17th step. He went to answer his door and somebody just shot him point mm-hmm. blank. And then he made it up to the 17th step and died in his wife's arms. Whoa. All in this house. So we're investigating um, my fiance and I, who my fiance is like a major skeptic, but he's a good sport. <laughs> so I have him down there at like one in the morning and we're investigating and stuff. And I'm sitting on the steps trying to do EVPs, an EVP session. That's that's electric electronic voice phenomenon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you don't. Um, and uh, and we're not getting anything. And I'm actually getting kind of bored. And so finally, we're just like one thirty two in the morning. We're like, forget it. Let's just go to bed. I guess nothing's going to happen. I'm like, I can't believe this is the world's most haunted house how disappointing we go to bed and a few minutes later or maybe an hour later all of a sudden we hear somebody go running up the steps outside our room and i was like did you hear that and he's like i totally heard that so i go running out the door and open it up nobody's there hmm. 
Okay. Then I hear these squeaking, and I know where the squeaking's coming from because we just did an investigation. And so I know that there's these like these dormer windows outside the room, and there's like a little sitting area in it, and they squeak if you walk over there. So I know where somebody's walking. Oh my That's gosh. where they are. So I run and open up the door again. Nobody's there. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Then we start hearing like little kids laughing and running around. We hear furniture moving above us, but there's no floor above us that I know of. We were and on you the two top are the floor. only ones in the house. We are the only ones. So the way that it works there, we are the only ones in this section. Okay. So we have the the main stairs, the main entryway, mm-hmm. um, and the mirror. Like, I specifically booked this room on purpose because no one else has access to it. And we're the only ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, things got so crazy. It felt so heavy in the room. I was I was literally scared to open my eyes. <laughs> I was oh I'm embarrassed to admit it because I w- I want this stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I look for it, but at that point I was just so scared, and so was he. And we were like holding on to each other. And every time we heard something, like, did you hear that? Oh my God, did you hear that? Yes. And it was just like constant. And then um, uh, all of a sudden we heard this like electronic noise in the room. And we both shot up in bed. We're like, what the heck was that? And then my K2 meter was sitting, which it's it it detects electromagnetic fields. Mm. It was just sitting on the nightstand. Like, we just didn't put it away. We just left it there. It was lighting up like crazy. He's like, your K2 meter is going off and it's making noises. But it doesn't make noise. It lights up, but mm. it doesn't make any noise. Oh, my god! Like, it's not that. It's not that. So, long story short too late but we we like just were all scared and then um and it was three in the morning at that time and it went on till about four and then at four something all of a sudden I just felt this like release and it just felt like it was over the heaviness was gone it just all of a sudden you could just relax and I was like what time is it and he's like four something I was like okay I feel like it's gone now but you still have to come with me to the bathroom because I'm too scared to go there by myself <laughs> did you feel and like it was like evil stuff or was it just like I wouldn't say it was evil but it's just so scary when that much stuff is going on yeah. it's mm-hmm. scary anytime you see, you actually see something or feel something it either is shocking or scary depending it's got scary because of how long it was lasting and how mm-hmm. crazy it was getting mm-hmm. usually things are very fleeting and out of the corner of your eye and so it's more just a shock but this was like a crazy ongoing mm. thing that was happening and then the next morning they do like biscuits and gravy down in the gift shop area so we went down there and they're like oh what room were you guys in and we told them they're like oh you made it through the night the last two people stay in there and didn't make it through the night wow oh my god so so and you said your fiance is a skeptic when it comes to this stuff yes so what is that like because obviously you're like very entrenched in it and you really like it and exploring it I welcome it because yeah. I don't want to fall down the rabbit hole where I just believe everything. I try and stay skeptical myself. Mm. I try to say, okay, what else could that be? When I have people come on to my show and talk about their ghost stories, I'm always asking, well, could it have been the electrical? Could that have been a mouse? Could that have been, you know, and I'm always trying to look for what else could it have been. But there's just simply things that are unexplained out there. Do you think that this house specific, because I'm very skeptical myself, do you think this house in Louisiana maybe just like sets things up to like scare people while they stay in there? I don't think so. I mean, anything's possible, mm-hmm. but I really don't think so. I mean, this, I don't know how they would have done what we experienced yeah. in there. I go through a lot of haunted houses, uni- uh, like Hollywood Horror Nights. I do all, every single one of them every year. I'm at, I'm at Dark Harbor. I'm at Hollywood Horror Nights. I'm at Six Flags Fright Fest, um, Not Scary Farm, all of them. And I like specifically... I, I don't get scared that easily. Mm-hmm. Like, I walk through them and I'm like, I feel bad because they're trying so hard to yeah. scare, but I just don't scare. But I, um, I'm looking at the set and I'm looking at the special effects and I'm, I'm, and so I'm like very aware Hi- of aware all of that it. kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And I just feel like if they, if, if they are doing anything about the, like making that up, they, they're amazing. Mm. 
Right. That's magic in and of itself. Yeah. Right. I'm like, wow, they need a they need a job in Hollywood. So, so but so it hasn't driven like a wedge between you and your fiance at all. No. The difference no. of like opinion and expectation. All that kind no, of stuff. he wants he wants to experience something. He yeah. wants to believe. But he's like, I need something to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually has had little things happen, but not enough to like turn him mm-hmm. non-skeptic. Like some we were at the Stanley Hotel, super haunted place in Colorado, Estes Park. It was um it was the inspiration for The Shining. Stephen King mm-hmm. stayed the night there and mm-hmm. then wrote The Shining, but um, we were up in the carriage house there, and something pulled his hair, mm. and there was oh, nobody gosh. behind him. So that kind of made him go, wait, yeah. what was that? Yeah. Uh, I remember you can't explain that. We did a field trip when I was in high school to the Hotel Colorado, which is actually close to Estes Park, and they were saying that uh, some people would feel pinches on their back because of like ghosts would come and pinch. I never felt <laughs> anything like that, so I'm kind of in the same boat, too, where I need to like experience something yeah. to be like, okay, this is like legitimate you know what i mean yeah well another thing about holly's um vegas house which is also haunted separately i also took my ghost hunting kit there to her like guest house and um we were walking around and my k2 meter was picking up in this one room so Mm -hmm. we i said let's just plop down here and let's do some evp stuff and just record it and everything and and we'll ask ask questions so we were sitting down it was holly and i and this other a friend of ours and i said if there's if you're here make a tapping noise and we heard a tap mm. and i was like okay i just need to confirm though that this is you and not just a tap can you do it again another tap wow. oh, and i was like wow that's amazing but i still wasn't kind of convinced there was something that was like bugging me about it like i felt like maybe it was just coincidence and it was something in like this little mini kitchen mm-hmm. in the guest room and so uh i was like you know what if something's here can you tap me and all of a sudden, I felt like this flick or pinch on my shoulder blade. And I was like, oh, my God. Backing up a little bit, there was a psychic that was supposed to meet us there that night. And she chickened out. She said she didn't want to come. Oh, wow. And then – but we, and so we we did the, the little ghost hunt earlier. And then we went to dinner. And then as we're driving to dinner, the psychic calls us. And she's like, did you guys already do that ghost hunt? And Holly's like, yeah, we just did it early. And she's like, oh, because I have the little girl – who's haunting your guest house sitting in front of me saying that she just poked one of you in the back. Whoa. Oh my and I'm like, gosh. oh my God, that's like the best proof I've ever gotten. That's crazy. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of spooked already. Just I know. To that. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you love Halloween. Like Halloween's your jam. I do. I yeah. love it. We were just talking to Heather. What are you dressing up as this year? I keep it a secret. Ah, Ooh. okay. And sometimes I go to theme parties. Like uh, tomorrow night, there's a theme. After we do the seance, I'm invited to a theme party, and it's it's um, sci-fi themed. Okay. So. so you're probably going to go all I can imagine you just going all out. Yeah, I usually do, but I wasn't sure if we were going to go to this party because of the seance. Yeah. So I don't really, I'm not sure How long yet. do the seance typically last? Ooh, good question. Um, we're trying to make it one hour, but we've done one once before, and it was a couple hours long. It's just kind of how long you want to go and how active it's been. Yeah. Like, you could do it, and nobody comes through, so mm-hmm. maybe want to cut it short. But we were getting a lot of activity when we did it before. So, um, so yeah, we, but it's one hour live is okay. what's happening. Not to, not to change gears or anything, but tell me more about your fiancé. How long have you guys been engaged for? Oh, God, we've been engaged for years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. We've been together 11 years. Oh, wow. I think we've been engaged, uh, I should know exactly, but I think we've been engaged three years. Okay. And uh, we were going to get married. And instead, we started doing in- the fertility treatments and mm. that kind of stuff. So we kind of spent our, our wedding money on fertility stuff. It's expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, we just feel like we don't have to be married. Right. We want to be, but yeah. we don't have to be. He's ready to go to the courthouse, but I just, I mean, he was ready to go to the courthouse three years ago, yeah. but I, I love party planning like and I love and events yeah. and I want to plan something special and cool and memorable. How did you guys meet? 
actually at the Playboy Mansion, mm. but not not in a weird way like people think automatically. Um, <laughs> his grandfather was Hal Roach. Um, he was one of the OG uh, movie producers and mm. studios in L.A. And he did Of Mice and Men, Laurel and Hardy, mm. Little Rascals, those oh, kinds wow. of things. And um, so Hef was screening the movie Of Mice and Men at the mansion. And Hef's film historian, um, Dickie Ban, always tries to bring something in, some sort of artifact or souvenir or a person that's associated with the film that we're going to watch. Mm-hmm. And so he brought in Hal Roach's grandson. Mm. And I was like so gross. I, I was like gross that day. I had been um, – I do trapeze. So I had been training for trapeze all day long. I just came down to dinner and like sweats, no makeup on, hair and a ball on top of my head. And I walked downstairs and I see this hot guy at the bar. I was like, wait, why is there a hot guy here? There's never hot guys here. <laughs> of course, the day I feel like yeah. crap. And then, and then of course, uh, so I sit right next to Hef. And then Dickie Ben sits next to me, so whoever he brings sits right next to him. So I'm sitting like pretty much right next yeah, to the person. Yeah. And we got to talking, and I was producing a horror movie at that time, and he's a director. Mm-hmm. And it was an anthology, so I needed like three different directors. So I was like, oh, you should come in and talk to the other producers and have a meeting. So at first it was like totally business, but then there was some flirting going on, yeah. and <laughs> I wasn't allowed to date at the mansion. So. I was, was going to say, was that strange because... At the mansion, like you were basically, you were dating Hef, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't allowed to date, but at that point, this was like way towards the end. Yeah. So at that point, Holly and Hef were like the only relationship. Mm-hmm. Kendra and I were just, it was basically, we're filming Girls Next Door still, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I was already um, planning to move out because I had, um, I was already going to be doing my Bridget Sexiest Beaches on Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. So I was already starting to travel for that. So I knew that as soon as I finished that, that I was going to be moving out anyway. Yeah. So it was kind of like the, I was halfway out the door kind yeah. of thing. Well, so on this podcast, we've talked a lot about like open relationships and stuff like that. And with Hef, it seems like you you had something of the sort, right? Would you ever, would you with your fiance now ever even entertain that as an option? No, I wouldn't because no. I've been there, done that. Yeah. And I want, I want exclusive now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your fiance is on the same page, of course. Yeah. I mean, he might be more open to it than <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're happy you did the show. Girls Next yeah, Door. Yeah, that, that opened lots of doors for you, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing experience. I mean, I lived there for six and a half years, so I was there. Holly and I were there way before we did oh, Girls Next Door. Okay. Um, Girls Next Door didn't come in until uh, I'd already been there, let's see, three years. Yeah. A little more, probably. Is there, like, a new Hef? Um... No, like, like, like what's still happening? Like, like is, the, is there anyone living at the Playboy Mansion? Oh, the Playboy Mansion was sold to Darren Metropolis. Um, he is just a private owner. Um, his family has Paps Blue Ribbon, I think, okay. and um, Hostess gotcha. and stuff like that. Uh, and um, it's just a private residence gotcha. now. He did allow them to come in and film part of... Um, uh, Oh my gosh, why am I blanking on it? The Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. He allowed them to come film there yeah. and and have it be like the Playboy Mansion and act like it was a scene from there. But um and I think he did have a one special event there, but since then I haven't heard of anything gotcha. else going on. And so you and Holly have remained pretty good friends since the show, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about Kendra? I'm still friends with Kendra too. Not as close though, but yeah. I mean, if I texted her and, you know, was like thinking of you, she'd get back yeah. to me kind of thing, but we don't hang out. Kendra was always my favorite. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't wrong, say that. It's probably the wrong thing to say. Here. I don't know. I was just like so weirdly when I was like, I guess I was like fourteen or fifteen when the show was airing, right? So I was just like had this weird. Cr- she like reminded me of this girl that I was in love with when I was that age. So it's, that's kind of why. It just tomboy. Like, st- yeah, very tomboyish, a very like athletic, like that kind of stuff. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't know why it just kind of like resonated with me. But do you? Uh, one more question or a couple more questions before we wrap this up. I guess doing all of this like paranormal, supernatural stuff. 
and um, obviously with Hugh Hef having passed, do you ever see or like maybe communicate with him or do you ever worry or, or like get, get excited about potentially seeing him or communicating with him? Well, um, a couple months after he died, I had this. So I tried to go and see him many times before he died for like a year and a half. I tried to go up and see him and they were being like totally rude about it and wouldn't let me come up. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then he passed away. And so and then we didn't get invited to the funeral either. Mm-hmm. So I never, I felt like I never got to say goodbye yeah. or like really see him at the end, and um, I had a dream a couple months after he died that I w- came up to the mansion, and it's weird because you know how dreams they just don't make sense. Like I, I, I pulled up to the mansion and it was abandoned, like it was n- not the Playboy Mansion anymore. Mm-hmm. Or Hef was gone already, right. but yet security let me in, like so it doesn't make <laughs> sense, you know. And then I pull up and then I walk in and everything's kind of dark and 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 weird, but there's one light on in the bedroom, and I just know that's where I need to go. So I go in the bedroom. And I'm waiting. And then all of a sudden I see him come walking down the stairs and he's wearing his green silk pajamas, which is kind of weird because he usually wears only purple or black and he Mm. only wore the green at Christmas time. And then he was wearing his smoking jacket and he came down and his arms were open wide and and he gave his big laugh that he had and like a cackle laugh thing. And he said, my darling. And he gave me the biggest hug. And like I, I could smell his cologne. I could feel the texture of his smoking jacket, I, like, it felt so real. Mm-hmm. Wow. So real. And to the point where, I mean, I've had other people on my show who are, like, um, experts and that kind of stuff and everything, and they were like, if you had all those different senses, it was more than just a dream. Because mm. you usually don't have smell and yeah, texture and yeah. stuff in a dream. So, I don't know. I would, I would if, if he did um, come through in a seance, I would want to know what, if that was a dream or if he really did yeah. come to say, I mean, it was so real. It's yeah. all I could talk about. And I was like on the verge of tears. I was just like, it, it was weird. That was your chance oh to gosh. get to say goodbye. And you, I think you so. Yeah, great. I really do think so. Do you think that dreams have any like connection to that world? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, in this sense, in this instance, I think it definitely did. Yeah, but I, mean, I guess just more on like a regular basis, like uh, how there could be maybe some like foretelling coming through dreams or anything like that, where it's like just like this weird, like extra sense that. I don't know. We have. Or I like, think it's I very possible, but yeah. I don't know too much about it to yeah. be sure. Gotcha. But <laughs> I mean, I do think I I have been told that dreams are a way of um, helping you deal with things. So like they might put you in a weird circumstance where you feel awkward or scared or weird or whatever. Yeah. But it's just teaching you how to deal with things without actually having to be in those situations. Hmm. Love I don't it. know. Interesting. So tell us one more time about the seance that you're having on uh, Hollow's Eve. All oh, Hollow's Eve. Yes. Um, October 30th, 7 p.m. East, uh, 7 p.m. Pacific. Pacific time, yeah. 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, we'll be at Holly's house doing a live seance. And for us that obviously can't be at Holly's house to watch, we can no, still No, but you can join in. in. Yeah. yeah. So if you join in on time, you'll be able to lift the veil with her. And we're asking people to have something sweet beforehand, set the mood, maybe pour a little cocktail because we'll have a little toast afterwards Hmm. um uh light their candles send us all their energy and then people can also send us questions if if they want us to ask things so it's going to be kind of like people are can be involved so it's like a live stream sort of thing it is live streamed very cool that's unique right i feel like that's probably 
going to be pretty intense. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody doing it before, so maybe we're the first. Nice. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so if you're listening to this podcast, be sure. And where can they find that? That's going to be, is it being live streamed on your Facebook page? Uh, if they go to ghostmagnetpodcast.com, okay. it has a countdown and all the links on there. So it's going to, it'll live stream on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube all simultaneously. Gotcha. But you can click on whichever link you are most comfortable with. And for the listeners on Instagram and Twitter, it's Bridget Marquart. At Bridget, it's Twitter. At Bridget. I thought it was at- I mean, at Twitter. Wait, what on, did I say that wrong? Twitter, on, it's at Bridget. Just Bridget. Just Bridget. Oh, I have, cool. I have Bridget Marquardt on my, on my sheet here. And then That's on awesome. How do you get that? I'm jealous. I know, right? Yeah. Amazing. Gotta know some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> and at um, Instagram, it's Bridget Marquardt. Cool. You want to know what's funny, actually, is I was talking to a guy on Instagram that just has at Dean. And he was like, how much would you pay me for this Instagram handle? I was like, I don't know, I'll give you 100 bucks. And I never heard from him again. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, no. how about 100000 Yeah, he was somewhere ridiculous. He's probably on like 50, 50 grand or something. Like yeah. That. Okay, anyways, uh, yeah, be sure to tune in tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, ghostmagnetpodcast.com. Yes. Is that correct? For the live stream or check her out on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And let's tune in. Let's see uh, what happens at Holly's yeah, house. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. I hope the ceiling doesn't fall in on us. I honestly hope it does happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be that guy that just wants pure I did, chaos. I did KTLA this morning, and they are like, well, we hope you find a ghost. And I'm like, well, if I do, you better have me back on the next morning, yes. because that will be record-breaking. And then we're going to have you back on this podcast. Too. Yes, <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Bridget. Bye, guys. Bye. Happy Halloween. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to 
stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We all know how important it is to eat healthy, but the reality is 9 out of 10 people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. When you don't get the proper nutrition, you increase your risk for chronic illnesses like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even cancer. Michael and Crystal, the founders of Your Super, discovered firsthand how important nutrition is to health. As professional tennis players, they were happy, healthy, and active. But after Michael was diagnosed with cancer, Crystal started making superfood mixes to help him rebuild his immune system. When they saw the impact superfood mixes had in improving Michael's health, they knew they needed to share it with the world. Your Super is on a mission to improve people's health with the power of super plants. They make it easy for you to get the nutrients your body needs to thrive. Your Super's functional superfood and plant protein mixes are made from naturally dried, organic whole foods and superfoods, nothing else. And with your Super's 100% transparent supply chain, you know you're getting the cleanest superfood mixes on the market. For me personally, I struggle to get fruit and vegetable in my diet, and with your Super, that struggle is made much, much easier. I'm not just eating Philly cheesesteaks and pizza and french fries for every meal. Now I'm actually eating things that are green and grown from the earth. And it's all because of Your Super. Get the cleanest superfood and plant protein mixes at YourSuper.com. That's Y-O-U-R, Super.com. Get 15% off your order when you use code Vanessa at checkout. That's V-A-N-E-S-S-A at checkout. Just go to YourSuper.com. Don't forget to get 15% off with promo code Vanessa at checkout. Okay, welcome back to help I suck at dating with Dean and Heather. We have a very special final guest in here who chooses to remain nameless, which that's when you know things are going to be good. It's juicy. I'm not choosing to remain nameless. I'm saying we can't say names of of what you want. Okay, that's fair. But we still won't say your name either. Anyways, we have Tori in studio with us to share. No, I'm just kidding. We have Tori. <laughs> I don't care. People already know. I feel like a little right. bit of my voice. voice. So if you follow along in this podcast regularly, which we hope you do, if you haven't yet, go listen to past episodes to get filled in on Tori's story about her dating life. Because of all the people here that even host and produce this podcast, Tori, without question, is the suckiest dater out of all of us. <laughs> And I'm I mean actually, that, and I say that with the most love in my heart I possibly can. I, to- I told you the other day, I kind of felt like we had, I was like, oh, I'm really critical of Dean sometimes, but then I find myself like doing your patterns and I'm like, oh, oh no. Because- That's probably why you're most critical. So if I suck, you suck, and that just bonds us. Yes, you know? we yeah. suck and we suck together. Mm-hmm. And I think that you do that because my decisions, while dumb, are very logical and sound and reasonable. Okay, well, in, let's get in other theory, people to weigh in on the In theory, but in practice, maybe not so much. Okay, so... For those that uh, just need to be a quick refresher, and for Heather, of course, because <laughs> although I know you listen to this podcast every week, just to refresh your memory, I need a little. Tori, <laughs> Tori went on a date not too long ago. I want to say like two months ago with a guy who wore basketball shorts. No, see, you're getting them mixed up. Okay, okay, because okay. that's a different. Do you want to tell the scenario. story first? Then, because I don't know who you're talking. You date a lot of guys. I don't know. You're a busy girl. <laughs> Fill us in. Catch us I, up. I like hate this setup. Catch, so catch us up. Where are we in Tori's life? Well, he's thinking of a past guy I went on a date with mm-hmm. who played football, and okay. he doesn't think it's a date. I thought, I thought it was a date. I don't know. We'll still. The leave guy that didn't as, think it was a date, or Dean did it. I Dean doesn't think, it was, think it's a date. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Basically, I ended up going half on the on the ooh. on the bill. What do you call it? Bill. Thank you. Yes. Did he ask you out? 
yes, but Dean doesn't think so. Anyways, that's okay. just like Anyways, a whole all, other story. story. But okay, he's okay. still really hung up on that. And I'm like, literally just call the guy up if we're still hung up on it. Um, You've been talking about it longer than I have. How am I the one that's hung up on this? I'm not talking about it anymore. You keep, I'm saying you keep merging the guys together. So you think that it's like still that guy and it's ta- we're talking I just about a different all, guy. I think all of your bad dating stories are just the same guy over and over again. <laughs> wow. Oh, I would like that because then it'd make my bad dating life just more of like, oh, it's the, it's the it's guy. The, yeah, the yeah, guy's yeah, yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I met this other guy through a mutual friend mm-hmm. and he plays professional football. Okay. And it's still like very new. Like we literally went on one date um, and then he had to go back for summer camp. So is he from here? <clears throat> no, he's from Chicago. Okay. He was just out here to visit friends. Um, and... Then we like we FaceTime, we text and things like that. But it's like really hard to keep the spark alive when you really don't know each other. Did you just go on one date? Yeah. Okay. It was a good date? Like I get why being on The Bachelor would be hard because you go on one date and then you're like, okay, then I got to keep the momentum going until I get on my other one-on-one. And I kind of feel like that's how I'm like. And let's be clear. You like this guy. Because you're normally you're hard to impress mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as as a dater, like you have very high standards as well. Yeah. Well, it's good. I think it's an important thing to have. Like, um, and you like this guy. I I I say I do, but I say that I think I do yeah. is the way I would really phrase it. It's just it's so hard to base it off one interaction. What you know, and then now, yeah, like. exactly. But what I know now, yeah, what I, he's he has like a great character about him and things like that, mm-hmm. but. Anyways, moral of the story, he's coming into town. Ooh. Um, but it's a little unfortunate because now I have work that I'll be gone. And then I come back and I'll only really be able to see him at his game. And then he leaves. Can you see him after? <laughs> I just looked up why they're coming to town, and now I know. Um, and that's right, because because you guys are going to Sonoma this weekend, right? We are going to Napa Valley, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited about it. It's going to be great, and everyone should tune in and listen to those podcasts. Um, Help I Suck at Dating will be from there with Jared. Yes. But, um, yeah, so basically he's in town Friday to sa- well Sunday, and I'm gone Thursday through Saturday, and I come back Sunday. But let me ask you this. At Even if you were in town while he was here, would he have any time to hang out with you? Yeah. He would. Well, that's where I met him a year ago. Was It was a year here. ago? The date was a year ago? No, I met him a year ago. Okay. But then he asked me out on a date like five, four months Same ago. Same thing like he had a game in L.A. And... Exactly. Gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. Does he want to go out on another date like this time well, he's so around? He hasn't like brought it up at all. I've realized guys really just... Do not communicate well, and it is so painful because I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I obviously know his schedule, but I have to play it cool like I don't. Mm. Yeah, and but he hasn't reached out. So then Uh. I was like, okay, but then he reached out yesterday. So here's a little bit of my dilemma. Um, he was like, hey, I'll be in town this Friday. Like, hope to see you. I'm like, okay, great. He said this. Yes. Yes. Yes, That's awesome. (laughs) And I said, oh my gosh, oh no. I didn't know. I want to come. You know, that whole thing. Why didn't you tell me? (laughs) (laughs) And then I had to play it cool because then I'm, listen, he plays for a great team and Mm. tickets are not cheap. Mm -mm. And football players actually do not get um, free tickets. They Mm. pay for it. They get like a discount, but they still pay. So I I don't want to ever be that person who's like, yeah, are you paying for my ticket? But like. Are you? Because I don't want to pay three dollars. But you better be paying for a ticket. See you. I don't even really know. But he phrased it because I was like, "Hey, I would want to come." He's like, "Cool." 
um, yeah, like you should. And I was like, I get back at like 4 a.m. on Sunday, like pretty brutal, but I'll be back in time. And he's like, yeah, if you can make it, you should come. But he wasn't mm. like, let me know tickets. Like, do you want to bring a friend? Like, he didn't really establish that. Mm. So, hmm. I don't really even know if I'm going to the game, but I am invited. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, can't iHeart give you free tickets to Dignity Health Sports Stadium? No. Oh. Uh, no. What do you mean, why? I feel like I've been there before through iHeartRadio, no? Um. Well, I'm not cool in talent, first of all. And second <laughs> of all, uh. I don't desire to go to the game unless, like, he would want me you to. You want to go for him. Because I don't, I would honestly, if I'm getting in at 4 a.m. on Sunday, I'd rather sleep. But I would always, like, make the effort to yeah. just, like, even if I don't know if I'm really interested with a guy, I always say yes to a date. That's my rule. So I'm always going to say yes to things to see how it could grow or not grow or just be friends. I don't, I don't really care about, like, what, because I have zero expectations because I don't really know the guy. Uh-huh. But at this point, I'm like, do I ask him, like, Hey, like, what's the like? Am I coming? But then I can't because I know he's paying for my ticket. It yeah. sucks that I know the whole football That's system, really so I don't want to be like, oh yeah, like great, so fun. Like yeah, can you just like leave tickets for me? Okay, but okay. I was the last. What was the last like yeah. text Great exchange? Question. It was about tickets. You asking him about tickets? I mean, or? no, 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 no. But I did ask my friend who plays professional football, and I was like, hey, like, how does this work for you guys? Because obviously you have to pay. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does this work? And he was like, oh, well, they don't even know until Wednesday um, the tickets. Like, they can't ask for tickets until, like, a few days before the game. Mm. So, Ooh, I guess Wednesday's my deadline. So, the recording of this podcast is Tuesday, so we are one day ahead of this. Correct. Okay. So, he said, yeah, we do. Or I said, like, do you leave right after your game? Because I was trying to feel it out. Like, maybe we could just, like, grab lunch or something. But he was like, yeah, we leave after the game. You should still try and come to the game. And mm. I said, yeah, I'm down to come. I'll mm. be back in time. Okay. And then That's like an back. intentional effort to say, like, you should come. Yes, but it hasn't been clear. Like, do I need to buy tickets? No, I agree. I think you saying I'm down to come is, like, putting it now, being like, okay. Balls in your court. Yeah. I, like, he's like, okay, I'll, I've got two tickets for you. And if he does say I have two tickets for you, that's a great sign. But I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna learn a lot about this relationship in the next couple of days. Yeah. What does that mean? I think that if he says something along the lines of, "I have two tickets for you," they'll be at will call, pick him up on Sunday at whatever time. That's a very good sign. But if he goes, if he doesn't say anything about him getting you tickets, no, I know he's going to. But I, I don't know. He, I was talking to my friend who plays, and he was like, "Absolutely! Like, if you have somebody that you." Like he's like, if it's a friend, then you're kind of like, "Hey, just like Venmo request me or whatever," because it's like your friend, and yeah. you don't really want to pay for just whatever friends if somebody's asking for tickets he's like but if you have a girl or whatever or somebody of interest you'd be like oh i'm gonna leave them at will call for you and yeah. you usually always leave a plus one for them because then they're just gonna sit with like the football wires yeah, that's so weird right. and all that stuff and so he's like yeah he definitely should and wednesday is like when you pretty much can just start asking for tickets so i guess that's my deadline but i'm like so confused by it because for what? me i'm like also women we're just planners we're like just yeah. shoot us a schedule and we'll know. be there yeah. yeah or like i'll make it work i'll tell you i can't do it but guys are like yeah, yeah, yeah. woo, yeah like that's i don't even really know annoying. i think it's weird that he hasn't texted you back yet okay <laughs> you love to linger in that <laughs> i'm trying not to but i honestly I, but that's a thing it's well, it is like, weird he didn't text me back but at the same time i'm like i'm just already confused by it so i'm not like oh that's such a bummer i'm like well i don't even know what his invite was was this like last night that you guys had this text correspondence sunday night oh so it's been a couple me. days now okay oh, okay I feel like no it happened last off. night i feel like you left it off good. <laughs> i feel like he's just gonna text you tomorrow or whenever he gets the tickets like hey you got the tickets They'll but why whatever. don't guys communicate 
Well, we're not going to dive into the, no, the psychological decisions of a man right Why now. Why don't guys plan? Maybe he's got a couple people on the line and he wants to see who he wants to no. invite with his tickets. Maybe. No, because he already For sure. Her. No, I don't no. think he does. No, but no just... that could easy be it. Totally. He could have, a, I think his sister plays like volleyball out here or something. So he could be like, oh shoot, now I got to play in the sister and her I be- plus one. I bet you and this get... girl that I don't even know if I really like her, but I, I we, we like talk all the time. I don't know. I bet you they get four tickets and they could go two to you, two to her. What if I sit with his sister? And you guys become be best good. friends. No, that'd be when is it is I never, think it'd be good. I agree with Heather. Why would yeah. that be anything but good? That'd be great. When do you start meeting family? Whoa. When that would be intimidating to me. Have you met any of Kaylin's family members? I met her grandparents. Okay, what how far in? Uh a couple months. I'm just saying there's a difference between meeting the parents and meeting a sister. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you're gonna be become... Sisters are worse. And this is what's actually gonna Really? No, I disagree. Are when you so bring, friendly? but listen, you have sisters, and you know this. When you bring somebody into an already sister dynamic, and it's another girl, you're kind of like, dude, we got our tribe. What do you want? No, uh, I maybe it's just my family. I think that if you can hit it off with his sister at the game, again, we're obviously speculating because who the hell knows if you're going to the game? <laughs> who knows? But if you guys go to the game <laughs> together, just best like befriend her sister and don't even like worry about the guy. I think. Just focus all your attention on the sister. Become best now friends with I'm her. Now I'm panicking. I don't want to meet the sister. And then she's going to go back to this guy and be like, whoa, <laughs> man, so that cool. girl that you invited is so cool, so nice. That's the best in you could have. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm so stressed right now. No, you're so friendly no, you guys, and so social. Do you know how long a football game is? I'm supposed to now maintain cocktail hour conversations. Cocktail. Not the entire time. You don't have to talk the entire time. For a full football game? I've got some advice for you when you're talking <laughs> to the sister. Do everything that you would do normally. But then do the exact opposite of it because you're a little insufferable and unbearable at times. Well, I learned from the best. So just put your best foot forward. <laughs> learn from the best. Remember when you were my guru? I just learned so much from you. But no, I I really am like a little confused by it. But I do feel fine because my heart's not totally in it because I don't know if I like him. And Dean does know that like I, it is really hard to feel like impressed like for a guy to like stand out to me. So it's like I'm very like cautious when I feel like, oh, does this guy? But I'm like, could totally just be infatuation. I only met him on one date. Yeah. Well, and as Heather like kind of said earlier too, it's like you don't know enough about this guy to really have like a definitive opinion, mm-hmm. but you see him as like, obviously he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's a professional athlete. That's like <sighs> exciting and I mean, impressive. That's so shallow. Not at all. <laughs> you're, no, he's fun. got, yeah. you think he had a good character. He, yeah. And you does. don't know enough about him. And you're an mm-hmm. athlete. So you have like, well, I mean, former athlete, I guess I should yeah, say. Yeah, I'm like hung up, <laughs> retired. But like you have that has been. in you still, right? So like you find that mm-hmm. attractive. I so, do. So I think that you kind of like are able to like, not idolize, but like, uh, find it attractive when another man is able, like a guy's able to be athletic. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I don't know. Do I, you wish you were? I'm an athlete. <laughs> I'm a, what I'm, sport did you play? I am play all sports, okay? Except for <laughs> soccer. I don't play soccer. Or tennis. It's weird because I would actually predict that you were like a soccer, yeah, you player. Like a soccer player. The hair. I the was hair. looking at your when I was setting up your bio for um, well, you're doing an in depth with Almost Famous. Yes, be sure to tune in. And I was looking at your old photos from when you went on to The mm-hmm. Bachelor. Full soccer player look. Oh, with very the short on the shaved sides. sides, top oh, yeah, flop hair. Better. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, 
want to be Beckham because you're just like you don't look like him. When I was, I was <laughs> but in, like want to be. I was in Central America last year and I had that short on the sides, long on top haircut, and I was just like feeling spontaneous, so I got like stripes shaved into the side of my oh, head. No. When I was going, it's when, so when, douchey. When I was going through the, the airport, I got stopped by like customs, and they're like, "So, well, what team do you play for?" <laughs> no way. <laughs> I like, thought that I was like a sports, uh, like knew. a soccer player. Yeah. Oh, that's and funny. then you were like, "Yeah, that's me." I was just like, nah. so cool. I, I was, like, wish nah. I was an athlete. <laughs> no, I'm just a douche. Who cut my hair like this. No, honestly, like, if I went, if some, if like my friend went on a date with somebody and she was telling me that he had like shaved side like lines i would be like that is such a red flag that has flag. got to yeah, go anyways we're not talking about me right now we're talking about you and this mystery man what's gonna happen he's gonna text you tomorrow. i don't know i, I almost guarantee i will say though don't let dean oh, if, i wanted to share this story don't let dean set you up Okay. Excuse That's me. Good to know, no, this is about no, it. this is like do not. So Has he I done was it for you? no, he doesn't, and I'm so thankful because I got it. a little snippet of why he doesn't set up people usually. Why? So we were in Vegas, and I was telling him about like wow, like Mike's actually like a cool guy, like. We were just kind of talking. Yeah, he didn't end up with Almost Famous. And I was telling him, like, wow, like he has such a crazy story about him. Like, Mm -hmm. it's crazy. So many layers. And he's like, oh, you like him? I'm like, what am I in second grade? He's like, oh, my God, you totally like him. And I'm like, no, I'm just saying it's cool. Like, I've I didn't know he had this many levels to him. So (laughs) come nighttime (laughs) after maybe maybe a few drinks, like one or two, maybe 10. And um, we all are doing a little like after party uh, for dinner and Mike's right behind Dean and I'm talking with his, the friends that were right next to Dean and Dean's like, Dory, Dory. Oh, and no. I'm like, yes, I'm right here, Dean. Like, what's up? He's like, have you met Mike? Mike? <laughs> Do you know Mike? Mike, have you met Tori? Mike, Mike. Oh yeah. Isn't he attractive, Tori? Tori, don't you <laughs> like Mike? And I'm like trying to play it off cool. So I'm like, yeah, like, oh yeah, I met Mike. Like, go. like, cool. And I'm like, I didn't even tell you. I won't, I was like interested. That's I was just saying he seemed like a cool guy and he decided to take the reins on it and I just, just really make it. it I feel happen. like I was on the playground. Because then it can never work after that. And he's like, like oh, never. can you compete with Demi? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to. I was wingman pretty well, <laughs> I think. Were. It was. There is nothing worse than that. I've experienced that multiple times. And then you just, you shut down. And you're like, okay, well, because you can't play. It sounds now. like I've been texting Dean that I'm in love with yeah, Mike yeah. for the past. Oh, 30 worst. hours and I'm like I literally told you one comment so don't let okay, Dean set Dean. you up I don't love the idea of having to defend to defend my drunk actions because I agree with you it's pretty messed up but also I made these decisions to act this way so I'm gonna sit here and say that it was funny okay and there <laughs> five minutes later I will say this is the state we were in five minutes later he was dancing on the table yeah so okay. it wasn't his best timing but it was just like oh my gosh never again please so your your um, advice to Heather is to avoid anything that I'm able don't. to do because it's gonna be bad and awkward if he just brings you a man just know it's let me i'll share a story with you that's very similar to that story actually my first day at my first job post college uh maybe like my third day so it was very like you know still brand new at this company um this company i worked at was full of basically like fret like new college graduates that were all like ridiculously attractive and charismatic and like outgoing whatever that was their hiring model and we were I went to lunch with a couple people that I had become friends with over the past couple of days. And they were like, so who do you think like the most attractive girl in the office is? And I go, oh, I think it's Ashley. Like Ashley was like she like blows my mind how hot this girl is. <laughs> and I was like she was like sitting in the chair next to me in the office. And like three of the guys that I was at lunch with are like looking at me doing the same thing like. Oh, Dean, like, look who's sitting next to you, man. Look who it is. Look who it is. And I was just like I was like so ashamed and awkward and embarrassed. I, didn't, I was like, 
Ashley, I think you're really hot, by the way. And oh, that, that's a good move. That's the only way And it completely removed all the, all the tension. Yeah, that's a good move. So, I don't know. It's that's just hard because I didn't say that about Mike, so I could have been like, oh, Mike, here's the scenario. It was just like... It was just, you're right. Did Mike do anything about it? Or did you guys like talk after? Probably just, just fed his ego. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's, used to it. yeah, he's got a lot he's of that, I think. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Actually, while we're on the topic of Mike, for Heather, is there anyone in Bachelor Nation that you think is cute? That you think you'd maybe want to date? I'm sorry to get off topic of Tori and her story. No, please do. This is just a, a sidebar that I need to know. And then can we DM him right now? Yes. <laughs> and Dean will do the pitch for you. Yeah, there you go. We'll call him up on the podcast. No, that's scary. That's so scary. Um, honestly. Come on, there's got to be one. In a relationship or not. I loved Peter, but he's a bachelor. Mm. So I honestly, I don't know. Who else. There's another Peter that was on my season. Great guy. Which Incredibly one? handsome. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can call him up. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't think Peter would like me. I don't think what? that Peter. Would, no. Yes, he would. No. Come on. I don't really know much about that Peter. Wait, did you but, think about going on this season for Pilot Pete? Uh, mm. No, I don't think. I. I don't think. No. I mean. But he was, it was like he, Hannah. In it all ended really weird. He was the one guy that stood out to you from. Yeah, I thought he was the. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he stood out to me. I thought he was sweet. Well, I mean, hey, Hannah left her season of Bachelorette single. Peter might leave his season of Bachelor single. You never know. Could be a trend. I don't feel like they'll do that. I don't think so either. But yeah. you I think never know. I'm a little disappointed. I feel like Peter Peter was a safe answer. Who do you, do you have anyone in mind that would be good? No, I just wanted you to like say I'm someone that was like I, I don't, something that I could like egg on a little bit more. <laughs> I don't you know? even know. Like Peter's still like filming. Yeah, I All honestly right. that's like that's why Paradise probably wouldn't have been good. Like, there's just I don't know. Yeah, I get it. Who from Paradise was single that I could see you? Matt? Oh, Connor. What about Connor? Connor S? He's like tall, handsome, driven, still I don't, surfer, I don't bro. know much about Connor. Yeah. Is he really, is he super, I like really like, like smiley, outgoing. Is he like that? I don't know. I mean, Kaylin made out with him a bunch. <laughs> I mean, Kaylin dated Kaylin. him for four days. So. A good four days. I don't know. He didn't seem like that, mm-hmm. but. You, can, you guys would be a know. very. Uh, I would love looking at pictures of you guys because you would be very aesthetically pleasing. Very tall. I like that. Or Matt it's Donald. Donald. Yeah, Matt Donald. They would have great teeth. Oh, for you. Thank you. Next. Yeah. Um, I met him. He's very sweet. But yeah, no. Um, not for you. N- not for me. Why yeah. not? Um, I don't know. He just wasn't. I don't know. You need to find like a bad boy. Like, I like I like someone who's like I like not really kind, but I also like sarcastic. Like my whole family is like super sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Really like dry and i really like that i want you to find someone that has like t- like face tattoos yes i love <laughs> <laughs> like little lip one in your lip whoa little... what's wrong with a lip let's back up for a second let's not talk too I've much crap about a lip tattoo that? oh my god come Wait, on what does it say what does it say it says righteous how long have you had it like six years it i thought it comes after, after so six did years. i <laughs> so did i that's like fully on there yeah six I, years i got it when i was really drunk i really wanted one of those because I heard it like it was like three months. I think gone. that I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe they like used a bigger needle, and so it's just like deeper in my lip. But it looks like I got it yesterday. Yeah, I've had it for looks a long great. time. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited about Does it. Does it like I would think it would like stain your teeth or something? Uh, uh, uh-uh. at first it was like kind of tender down there because obviously it's like. Did it hurt really bad to get done? I was really drunk. I don't really remember. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Anyways, oh. if you're listening to this podcast and you think you have a good guy from Bachelor Nation oh, for gosh. Heather M, I want to hear what you have to say. Email us at i suck at dating at iheartmedia dot com. Right, that's the right email, yeah. That's it, 
Okay, cool. I feel like sometimes I say the wrong email. I suck at dating at iheartmedia.com. Heather, I know there's a guy out there for you, and I want him to be in Bachelor Nation, and I want to be the one to facilitate this right. introduction. I would I would love it. I'm I'm open. So But, but I feel actually like maybe to... not after what Tori was saying. I, was gonna... <laughs> I feel like we need you to be more open. No, I'm open. I really am. I'm just picky. Okay. I'm like fully open and ready, I think. I think. <laughs> I'm just like I just I'm not gonna just date because I'm like just for fun. Right. Just for the heck of it. What is um what does a normal week look look like for you? Because, um, like, for me, for instance, like, when I quit my job, like, I had a lot of time to explore, like, hobbies and interests. And a lot of time, like, it was me figuring out what I was interested in. So I had, like, a lot of free time in my hands. So, like, mm-hmm. the thing was, I was like, oh, I've got time. I'm just going to date people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not my go-to, for no. sure. No. Okay. You've got other, inter- I'm other almost things like, to I'm almost, time. like, more like I was before the show. I was, like, kind of just, like, I don't like dating. I'm only going to date, like, really intentionally or someone I like. It's just not... It's not like I've been trying to date intentionally. It's just like really, it's not enjoyable for me unless I like them. But even after, I, I think even my guard is more up because mm. I'm like, I'm not going to respond to like a random DM or like, yeah. what is your motivation? And yeah, I don't know. Well, are you on any dating apps? No. Not any I of don't, them? I don't think I can do dating apps. Have you ever been on one? No. What do you feel like Raya? No, that's everyone who thinks that they're super cool. <laughs> And that's the worst. That is the absolute worst. I mean, I've been on Raya before. And you're, you're absolutely right. I thought I, thought I was hot shit because I was on Raya. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's worse. Well, the guy's out there somewhere. Know. We just got to figure Let's it hope. out. Let's hope. Okay. One day. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. I want to hear who you guys think Heather should be paired up with because we're going to figure this out. Like I said, the Help I Suck at Dating podcast is like a kiss of life. You come on this <laughs> podcast and you come out the other side in a relationship. Mark my words. At the end of this podcast. What is the date? October 29th. October 29th at 1.28 p.m. Mark my words. Heather is going to find a relationship. And I'm going to give it before the end of the year. Whoa. And it's going to be an intentional one, too. It's not going to be just some fling with some dude who is cute and tall and laid back. But, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, determined we're gonna find the guy for you all right anyways heather thank you so much for joining us and being a co-host of help i suck at dating thanks for having me i want you i want you here more often i know it's kind of a long drive from san diego Mm -hmm. are you up here just for this no i was watching hannah last night oh yeah that's right dancing Mm -hmm. with the stars Mm -hmm. heck yeah how'd she do she was great yeah yeah she was really good she's amazing so um big thank you to bridget marquart for being a guest on our podcast as well i probably butchered that last name but be sure to tune into her seance at what is the website one more time it is ghostmagnetpodcast.com on october 30th 7 p.m pacific 10 p.m eastern um and be sure to follow her on all our social channels etc big thank you to our sponsors big thank you to mark and easton and tori for always just being the open book that you are (laughs) your life it's as great as it is there are some hurdles that you have to conquer he's gonna text you he's gonna text tomorrow tomorrow Next week, we're going to be recording from Napa Valley. It's going to be Jared and Katie Moe are going to be co-hosting. And, Tori, I'm not going to be there, but I want you to step in and update us on whether you went to the game or not, okay? Please. And if you're listening to this podcast and you want to hear as well, please like send her a DM on Instagram or, like, tw- do you have a Twitter? Tweet her. We're going to figure out how to get this to happen. I'm going to text Jared. We're going to get this figured out. Anyways, thank you to listen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we will suck a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month. 
at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.